Welcome, glad you're here. It's PHS Proud Audio Time. Hello everybody, this is Sean Navin. Today I want to talk about the public health service. Well, of course, we're always talking about that here, but I want to talk about what is the United States Public Health Service. Now, there's a lot of information on the internet and a lot of people that have uh, posted videos, uh, various videos on YouTube explaining what this is. The only problem is what I don't like about that is that they've never been a part of the public health service. They don't really know the inside and uh, that's where I want to come in here because I've been a part of the public health service. I was an officer active duty for five and a half or so years and um, I still am proud of the public health service even though I decommissioned and didn't stay in my entire career. So I want to talk about from my vantage point what the United States Public Health Service is and I was prompted to talk about this today because I came across a Facebook group um, that is apparently uh, some former uh, Navy guys, maybe even some SEAL, Navy SEAL guys, and they came across a promotional public health service video on YouTube. Uh, that's an informational video, and uh, they were commenting about it, and there's just a lot of confusion on the public health service, so I actually want to respond to a lot of the things that they're saying, and uh, and it's not to say that they were, uh, I didn't like what they're saying, or, you know, I'm not trying to bash them or anything. It's all good. I just want to clear up some confusion because, you know, for instance, in, in one of their posts, they said, isn't it strange the CDC insignia and hat piece has a U.S. Navy anchor on it? Uh, so, and they say, what does an anchor have to do with the health service? And they have a bunch of other comments that, um, you know, are just uninformed. So I want to uh, respond to some of that and uh, just explain what the public health service is overall. Um, and another comment that made me laugh actually was, so there's p- people commenting on, on the video and just kind of asking questions. And one guy said, what ribbons could they possibly have? Proctologist ribbon? So <laughs> I, uh, that actually just made me laugh. So funny. Um, but I want to uh, just kind of uh, talk about it because um, the public health service is definitely not uh, part of the American vernacular these days. It's not as well known. Um, and it's not as well known as it used to be uh, in various periods of the United States history. The United States Public Health Service used to be very well known by the American public. Um, and when you said U.S. Public Health Service, people would immediately know uh, what you're talking about. That's not the case these days any, anymore, unfortunately. So let's just start from the top um, to talk about the U.S. Public Health Service. So you'll normally hear you know, the origins of the U.S. Public Health Service uh, when you come across information on the Internet. And that's where I want to start because it is important to understand where it came from. So the, the United States Public Health Service is the present-day name of an entity of the government that really began in 1798. In 1798, it wasn't called the Public Health Service. It actually started off as something called the Marine Hospital Service, so MHS, Marine Hospital Service. 
this started in 1798 because um, we had a lot of, of maritime commerce throughout the world, a lot of ships sailing from port to port, from country to country, trading goods. Um, and a lot of those uh, sailors and seamen on the ship uh, would, be, would be coming to the ports. They're, they're coming from different countries and they would be carrying disease. So if they were sick, uh, the government thought it was a good idea to provide them health care. Um, and this is starting in 1798. And that was kind of the impetus for the Marine Hospital Service. So the Marine Hospital Service set up hospitals throughout all of American uh, major waterways. So uh, at major ports of the ocean, along the rivers, um, on the Great Lakes. Um, and so there were, there were marine hospitals spread out to provide that health care. So at this point, there's no uniform service attached to the marine hospital service. Um, it's staffed by uh, civilians or, you know, just government workers. Um, so through the years, so this was 1798. And uh, through the years, uh, the uh, Marine Hospital Service became became a little um, a little rundown. It wasn't it wasn't being uh, administered very appropriately. Uh, it there was a lot of uh, I mean laziness where you know people were just uh, posting up in Marine hospitals and it was kind of just a waste of government dollars. So it, it was said back in the day that. You know, if you wanted to start a town, uh, just build a marine hospital and people would just kind of come and and uh, start a town around it. So um, so through the years, it started to, to not really be well run and was just kind of not being effective. So in 1889, so I'm skipping a lot of time, but in 1889, um, this is when the United States Public Health. Public Health Service Commission Corps, a actual uniform service, emerged. So in 1889, um, there was this guy named John Maynard Woodworth who um, organized a corps of medical officers for the Marine Hospital Service to uh, lead the hospitals and start to uh, make them just better again, make them better. Uh, yeah, clean them up and get them organized. And so he established these leaders, a commissioned corps of the Marine Hospital Service um, in 1889. And uh, this was the start of a uniform service of the United States. So uh, Woodworth was a veteran of the Civil War. So he organized this team around military lines. Um, so there's uniforms, uh, you know, they had a sword, they, you know, had all the regalia. Uh, there was a very strict test that you needed to get into uh, the Commission Corps. And so uh, that, this is where it all started. This is where the Surgeon General came from. That's why, This is why there's so much pride in uh, the Surgeon General and so much pride in uh, that the, a lot of the officers have in the United States Pub Public Health Service because... Uh, John Maynard Woodworth, the first Surgeon General, this was kind of the start of a lot of uh, major impact that the public health service would have. The Surgeon General was, um, you know, leading these officers um, in the field, like boots on the ground, 
And so this is where a lot of the pride comes from. And now the, the American public sees the Surgeon General as kind of this celebrity figure who, quite honestly, doesn't even come from the ranks of the Commission Corps. And again, not to bash that person or anything, but that's just what it is. Um, and so a lot of people just don't know the history of, of where the Surgeon General came from. And so uh, that's, that's why there's a lot of pride there. So uh, 1889, Commission Corps comes out. And it's, uh, you know, Marine Hospital Service is, is uh, chugging along and they start to um, gain more responsibility, more functions throughout the country. And so the name is actually changed um, in 1908, uh, if I remember correctly, to it might be 1902. I'm going to double check that. Um, it was changed to the United States Public Health and Marine Hospital Service. So the United States uh, Public Health and Marine Hospital Service, uh, that's definitely a mouthful. Um, that name didn't last long, but uh, the point being was that um, the the Public Health Service was, again, wasn't called that at the time, but uh, it was gaining much more, uh, much more uh, responsibility um, doing many more things throughout the country than just the marine hospitals. There was quarantine stations at the ports where they were screening immigrants, um, a lot of disease surveillance, finding out what was behind a lot of infectious diseases. Um, so there's a lot of new responsibilities and the marine hospital service didn't really fit everything that they were doing. So that's why it was called for a short uh, time, United States Marine Hospital uh, uh, United States Public Health and Marine Hospital Service. Um, and, and excuse me, it was actually in 1902 that that name uh, changed. So pretty much from 1798 to 1902, it was Marine Hospital Service. And then in 1902, it was Public Health and Marine Hospital Service. So that, that didn't last too long, relatively speaking, only 10 years. So that uh, in 1912, it was just changed to the, the modern day name, Public Health Service. So we've had that name since 1912. So you would think that that would be a commonplace name. Like, you know, why is it such a big deal that nobody really knows about the public health service? If, you know, anybody who's in the, the Commission Corps right now knows that you say you're part of that uniform service or you're part of the public health service and people just kind of give you a blank stare and, and you know, it's you're constantly having to explain um you know, what you're a part of, you know, you're not part of the Navy. And so, um, so why is that? Well, I think the reason why that is, is because um, the public health service uh, had a couple changes through the years. And um, people used to, I had mentioned, used to really know about the public health service, because that was the main entity that was you know, moving throughout the country, posting up signs about health information. It always had the public health service name on it, um, you know, brochures and stuff like that. Uh, it, at the quarantine stations, people knew very well the, the flags on the, the public health service tugboats and then the tugboats had the actual name on it. You don't see that stuff anymore. Um, you know, they would they would know the quarantine flag in the in, during World War II, uh, the United States Public Health Service was the supervising agency for the very famous uh, Nurse Cadet Corps. So 
thousands upon upon thousands of nurses throughout the country joined the nurse cadet corps to help provide health care in the United States because there was such a, a shortage uh, during the war. Um, and, you know, they were they wore PHS uniforms and had the insignia. Um, they weren't considered or they weren't commissioned during that time. Um, but everybody, you know, the nurses could say like, hey, I'm going into the public health service um, doing this nursing cadet thing. And people would be like, oh, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. So we don't have that anymore. Uh, we don't have that anymore because um, because, well, there's a couple organizational changes in within the government that kind of placed the public health service name uh, below a lot of other things. So um, so now, you know, you know, people don't really say the only people who say PHS or USPHS or I'm in the public health service are the officers. So I, I'm, I'm sure there's some uh, civilians out there that say that I haven't come across them in my five years uh, when I was an officer. But um, but, you know, colloquially, um, I think officers are like the main ones that say PHS because there's that that proud uh, understanding of, of the history. And so, um, now, uh, you know, so I kind of think of the United States public health service as, as the, the tree, the trunk of the tree, uh, a seed that was planted that sprouted this public health tree, United States public health service tree. And then there were these branches that started to come out from the public health service that had to do with the research that eventually grew into the NIH, uh, that had to do with disease surveillance, surveillance that eventually grew into the CDC, that had to do with uh, drug regulation, grew into the FDA. So there's, you know, and that, those are just a couple examples, but those those branches eventually uh, outgrew the tree. So those branches, so like if, if you're thinking about disease surveillance, Back in the day, you would think about the public health service. Now you think about the CDC. And uh, now you think about when it's researched, you know, we think about NIH. When we think about drug regulation, we think about FDA. So the branches uh, have outgrown the public health service tree. um, And now, you know, those are the names that come to mind in the American consciousness. But again, another point of pride um, and just, you know, understanding is that these major institutions, these major brands of public health, um, you know, came from the United States Public Health Service. So that's why there's a lot of a lot of pride in being an officer is because um, a lot of these institutions that we now know about and talk about every day uh, started from this entity, the Public Health Service. They were started by officers in the field, like the CDC was started uh, by Joseph Mountain, who was a commissioned officer, uh, established that in 1946. Um, but again, now people think CDC and the the public health service as a uniform service is, is pretty invisible now. So um, there's that that struggle uh, for commissioned corps officers to kind of have that recognition. I you know I'm I'm totally a fan of it. Doesn't matter who gets the credit. Uh, you know, imagine what we could do if nobody cared about who got the credit. There's a quote like that that I, I just love. Um, but I think the visibility and just um, recognition of PHS as uniform services is, is just a struggle um, and can be, uh, you know, hard to fight sometimes. So, so that's, uh, you know, 
a brief history of um, the public health service and some of the major branches um, and kind of why I think people don't use PHS as an actual name um, anymore. People now will just say, you know, well, CDC is under the Health and Human Services and, you know, Health Health and Human Services Agency is kind of the the thing that people refer to as the greater entity. They don't think about the public health service. So the public health service as an entity still still exists. um, But, you know, like I've already been saying, people don't really refer to it that way anymore. so there's eight agencies that are part of the public health service just to kind of list them out. So um, I'm going to read those for you because quite honestly, um, I don't keep them straight at times. Um, and it's funny because a lot of major agencies like public, public health service officers have been with federal penitentiaries, Bureau of Prisons for decades, and the BOP, Bureau of Prisons, is not part of the public health service. So this stuff isn't easy to keep straight. But the eight components of the public health service um, as of today are uh, AHRQ, so it's a health research quality, I I believe, Um, ATSDR, uh, that, that is eluding me right now, uh, so I apologize. I'm going to look that up real quick for you guys. Um, so, th- so those are the first two. And then we have the CDC, uh, FDA, HRSA, 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 IHS, Federal Agency for Native Americans, uh, healthcare, NIH, and SAMHSA. So those are the eight components. So ATSDR, that's the Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry. So those are the official components of the public health service. And then there are three offices within PHS. That's the Office of the Assistant Secretary of Health, uh, the Office of uh, ASPR, um, which is the Assistant Secretary for Preparedness and Response, and then the Office of Global Affairs. So that's what comprises the public health service today, but again, nobody really refers to those things as, as PHS except for officers. So, so when, uh, so that this is why I understand that the guys in this Navy face group, uh, a Facebook group, uh, posted about, you know, just confusion over why does CDC have Navy insignia and are, are they like, why are they wearing Navy dress uniforms? So public health service officers. So, there's a commission core of officers that can be detailed to all these different agencies. And so they're usually like the intent of, of officers, the, the expectation is that these officers are gonna be leading major health, public health programs um, within an agency. So, so, um, so like for the CDC, so that the Navy guys in this Facebook group were commenting about the CDC, so um, the CDC insignia uh, is not the public health service insignia. The public health service insignia is the anchor in Caduceus. And they were getting that confused with the Navy uh, insignia, which is the, the anchor. But there's two anchors. So, And, of course, I don't blame them because we're wearing Navy uniforms. And then, we, and then you need to have a really sharp eye to notice that we have different insignia. So you wouldn't know that unless you really looked which you should be looking. Um, 
And so the anchor in caduceus has to do with, um, there's a fouled anchor and a caduceus that make up the public health service insignia. And then, you know, uh, usually 1798 is in there. Um, but like on your cover, um, you'll have that, that anchor in caduceus. So that comes from, again, the history of where this service came from. The caduceus is a symbol of commerce. And then the fouled anchor is a, a symbol of uh, a sailor in distress. So um, there's some debate about the origins, but in general, um, this comes from the origins of the public health services, the Marine Hospital Service, where, you know, uh, there's a lot of trade, uh, a lot of maritime commerce, um, and, you know, sailors in distress, uh, having sickness, illness, and, uh, you know, those two things together, the anchor and caduceus, uh, sign of commerce, um, came together, and, and, and that's the thought on where that came from. So it's not a CDC insignia, it's the U.S. Public Health Service insignia. So yes, the Public Health Service does wear uh, Navy dress uniforms, and then uh, also um, we wear Coast Guard uniforms uh, for our ODU's operational dress uniform. Um, that's more like a deployment uniform. So again, it's, not, it's no wonder that we get confused for a lot of other services. Um, if you saw us in the blues, you wouldn't know uh, we were PHS, unless you really looked at the, you know, the name tag and the insignia. It looks very similar to the Coast Guard to the average person. They're probably just going to think we're with the Coast Guard. And then to the average person, they're just going to think we're, we're with the Navy for the most part. So totally understand the confusion. Um, Public Health Service, though, has been wearing uniforms since 1889. And we had some, we had our own uniforms back then, own insignia that looked uh, pretty cool. And then I, I want to learn more about this. Like, it's my goal to definitely dig more into the uniform history because it's very fascinating to me. And there's a lot of uniform culture in, in PHS that is uh, interesting, I'll just say. But um, uh, I think we probably got pulled into the Navy uniforms uh, during World War I uh, when PHS was militarized. Um, and then, you know, we pr just started adopting those other uniforms. Public health services just has been so small over the years. Just the number of actual core officers seems to range about 20 to 30 percent of the public health service workforce from what I can gather. So it's not everybody. But again, they're usually leading the major health programs. They, um, you know, so it makes sense. They kind of just blended them in with the, the other bigger armed forces. So that, that's where I'm thinking the Navy, Navy uniform started was World War I, but I'm definitely looking forward to digging into the history more there. So I uh, wanted to touch on just a couple other things that these Navy guys mentioned in this post. They said the CDC was the seventh uniform service in some of their comments, um, uh, just going off the video. But again, I think they were just kind of confused. It's not CDC, it's the Public Health Service that's the seventh uniform service. Uh, eighth now. So, so all of the armed forces are considered uniform services. There's just two other uniform services that aren't armed forces, and that's public health service and uh, NOAA, Commission Officer Corps. So they actually have a core of officers. And um, so, and then now we have the Space Force. That's the uh, other armed force uh, that we have now. So 
there's eight uniform services that includes the armed forces. PHS and NOAA are just um, non-combatants, unarmed, because that's not their mission. NOAA started to commission officers. They're very small. I think they have like 100 commission corps officers. Uh, my understanding is they started to commission their, um, their, their what, I don't want to just call them weather guys, but um, when they're doing uh, surveys out in the field for science uh, during the world wars, they didn't want to be captured. Um, uh, and I think they, they could have been captured as, uh, I, I, so just to, to back up a little bit, I think they were able to start commissioning those officers officers to protect them during the war if they were captured. And, and so that's why there's a commission corps of those officers. And then PHS, um, you know, as I mentioned, in 1889 started as a uniform service. So um, that's where the history is for the two unarmed services. We don't wear weapons. We don't carry weapons. Again, we're not an armed force. Um, that's not the mission of our service, of the public health service. So um, so it's not about trying to be military. It's, it's about, um, you know, the mission for that service, you know, taking pride in wearing the uniform and, um, and, and being willing to, to go where you need to go, uh, when you're asked to. So, um, just to wrap things up, um, just getting distracted by my cats here that are being a little loud. Um, so, I don't, again, I don't blame these Navy guys for uh, some of their comments because it's very common and I just wanted to help uh, address some of those things. PHS is very diverse where most of the officers are with the Indian Health Service, so on the reservations in the middle of nowhere. So again, it doesn't help with visibility for the public or anybody else, um, uh, but that's where a lot of our officers are. They're detailed to CDC, to FDA. A lot of them are detailed to the Department of Defense. Um, a lot of you know there are officers that do go out um uh to the, that have gone out to the middle east um you know in in this recent era of war um and then we're also the medical corps for the coast guard so again it, those the medical corps for the coast guard is the public health service and the, their chief medical officer for the coast guard is from the public health service again you wouldn't know unless you really looked at some of the uniform components but they just wear the coast guard uniform and so you would just think they're coast guard so public health service is everywhere kind of have a, has a secret secret presence in a lot of different places um so that's my take on the public health service uh hope you guys enjoyed this Thanks for listening to this episode on PHS Proud Audio Time. If you enjoyed this episode, could you do me a favor and leave a review on the podcast platform that you use? This really helps other people discover the platform so that we can spread the good word about the U.S. Public Health Service. Better yet, let a fellow officer know, family member, or friend know about this podcast so that they can learn about the unique history and culture of the U.S. Public Health Service. Thank you.